3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire Demasquerade live play podcast. I am Sylvania Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. After completing their paperwork, our coterie received a threatening message from the pyramid. Everett questioned Evangeline to make sure she was alright investigating the Children of Lilith, which she didn't appreciate, while Val offered to kidnap Teddy. Meanwhile, Doris learned a spell to create a bloodstone tracker, and Alabaster Kane lectured the group on the Six Laws of the Camarilla. What will happen now that the Pyramid clearly want Doris for themselves? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here.
4: You are all on the road after the horrifying reveal that the Tremere are aware of Doris because of the press conference. But Bart did reveal that he just got an email which showed that they had the permits for those eyeballs and that tongue. They hadn't killed someone, so there's no way to go after (laughs) them. They bought medical waste. So you are all forced to just continue going about your days aware of this threat. Now, I know, Val, you will be driving Cherry I'm imagining, Evangeline, would you ride with Val?
5: Yeah, I, I just out of habit.
4: Fabulous. Uh, Everett and Doris. Now, Doris, you have driven before because the new sheriff seemed very confused and you hated every minute of it and crashed into Cherry. But you're probably not going to drive anymore. We've learned oh. Sheriff Everett can drive a car. So Everett... Would you take a squad car? Would all four of you pile into Cherry? What is your goal <laughs> knowing that you have all of you going to this crime scene? Um, I think
3: in the spirit of the new rule of like, no one splits up. Let's take away just even the, the, the ability to do that and all take one car. I think Everett probably would have said like... <laughs> Let's all get in the squad car. And I'm assuming Val would just not do that. Like, just, like, full-on ignore that and get into Cherry.
2: <laughs> so everyone, everyone just, forced just to watch follow. her across
3: the parking lot. <laughs> just everyone into Val's
4: car. Just, like, amend the order. So, <laughs> Doris. Yes. I mean, Cherry is an older model car. No. Right, Val? 20- or what, what year is Cherry?
6: 2015.
4: 2015 so, so ancient a, by car people rules but correct
6: yes very but it, and it is a four-door so it's got plenty of room you can fit it's
4: got four doors but doris you it. don't you don't like vehicles so how would you ride in cherry what would, would you have requests would you be sitting on the window and holding onto the roof what is your <laughs> what is your ride style or do you just get in? Also possible. I'm not saying you have to do crazy things, just Doris is her own woman.
2: <laughs> um, like her instinct would be to like um treat it like the taxi and like aka the horse, um and right like, on sit, top. On, sit on the roof. However, um she has a sneaking suspicion that Everett is not going to want her to do that. Um
4: I was so say I, Val, you have known Doris for a while though. You feel like the kind of person who would have ratchet straps in the trunk. Would you set those ratchet straps up to keep Doris attached to your roof, or would you force (laughs) Doris to ride in the car?
2: I would also say, um, because of the things that's just happened, um, she's looking real twitchy. And so maybe like riding on top of a car, is not the way that she wants to stay under the radar right now. So right. I think so she, as I'm yeah, sorry, so t- I've just been. I was just imagining like National Lampoon's Vacation, <laughs> with like a chair on top. Yeah, use
3: the ratchet t- straps oh to God. Just, just tie her up in the car, like just so that she doesn't.
6: <laughs> I think that Val, seeing Doris standing there, looking like she's not unsure, Belle would roll down her window, lean out the window, and say backseat, or trunk. Oh, the trunk.
4: <laughs> Alright, so
6: she's gonna get out, pop the trunk, pick up doors, put doors in the trunk where there's shotguns and in Yeah, the I trunk. was gonna say,
4: so there is a bag full of shotguns. What else is in the trunk?
6: Yeah, there's there's normal car like a car starter kit, and that's probably there are probably straps in there. There's handguns and shotguns.
4: <laughs> it's probably okay, a So we'll just extra we'll make stakes, a general maybe. Note. Doris, if there's something in particular you want to roll to dig through the trunk to find something you might want to take with you, we'll allow that at the end of the ride. Um, <laughs> you will also be able to contribute to the conversation as long as you yell through the muffled back
6: it totally could, yes.
4: Uh, you are all driving to... <laughs> it is... Let me just find that. the name. Just
5: FYI, uh, because we're now like on duty... And we could have to engage in a high speed pursuit at any time. Percy is now seat belted into the back seat.
4: Good to know. And Doris made room. So careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. You are going to the Virgin Woodshop where you were sent by Barty. Uh, He told you that this is the location where Costas, uh, Nosferatu, ran a store, and it is the location where Evangeline was held in the basement. Uh, They have found uh, the bloodstained cauldron from her report. They've also found a large number of human bodies. They had to disassemble the scene at the elementary school because kids had to go back to school. But they have an on-site uh, medical freezer, a couple of those trailers, so they have all the bodies that were recovered from that place. You can go through the scene. Also, Costas is seeming very troubled and wants to talk to Evangeline. This is what you know. You have the drive over. Is there anything you talk about in the car? Doris is in the trunk. What's happened It just happened? Uh.
3: Clark, I know we're going to uh, the place where you were captured, where you were brought to. Uh, do you want to stay in the car? or Why I would I want understand. to stay in the car? Well, it sounds like it was pretty traumatic. If it wasn't, then it's No, fine, that's but-
5: okay. I think I can make that decision and decide that for myself and request to stay in the car if I feel the need to. Thank you.
3: Well, I'm glad you feel you can do that.
2: Great.
4: I can see <laughs> Dell like grinning okay. at this. Yeah. Is Val making the same face of just gritted teeth driving, or what is Val doing?
6: I think the Val does the as soon as they start talking, she's gonna from her uh, visor get sunglasses and a toothpick and just be like, I am zoning this out. Nope. Mm-mm.
4: <laughs> and is, is Val wearing the same uniform as the night before, so it's a little more relaxed or is it still prim and proper? She's working through like a new week's worth of uniforms.
6: I think it's the same one because nothing happened to it. So it's yeah, it's it's <laughs> she's wearing it in a little bit.
4: And vampires don't sweat; they don't have the yeah, usual they, human mm, bodies, so it wouldn't yeah, add any bad smells to it.
2: To it.
4: Nope. Uh well, Doris, how is your trunk ride going?
2: I was going to say what what breaks that really awkward, really awkward interaction is just. She's thinking out loud and you just hear, um, well they didn't include a pair of ears, so that's good. That means they're not listening to me. And then it just goes silent.
4: That uh
3: that, that that's good, Barbara. Uh we'll uh, we'll let you know when we're when we're there.
2: I'll know when we stop.
4: Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. You stop at a red light. (laughs) Uh, We're here? No, no. You stop at a stop sign.
3: (laughs) No. How about I will actually tell you when we're here? How about that?
2: (laughs) All right.
4: You stop at another red light.
2: (laughs) Third time. No. Just
4: the same time. (laughs) And at this point, I think, uh, Val, I, this might be <laughs> your style. Do you think you just turn on the siren so you don't have to stop anymore? <laughs> or would you let this continue yeah, to bother we're,
6: we're, we're letting this ride. It's fine. We don't need to get there faster. It's,
4: All right. it's not can you an emergency. Me, <laughs> can you roll me a wits and a drive?
6: Yeah. yeah. Tyler, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and how many hungers should I have?
4: Uh, you back should have to one. one again. You guys still okay. all have your rations. Yeah. So uh, generally speaking, each morning in New Haven, unless something goes wrong with the blood supply or you're away from your homes or the office, you will start each day with one hunger. It's one of the Whoa. good things about New Haven for vampires in general is all the time you would have to spend hunting, you don't have to spend. hmm
6: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you said Whitson Drive?
4: Yeah, Whitson Drive. Okay. Two successes. Yep, two. Two successes. Uh, You take a couple of extra corners, and you're really trying to get some extra stops out of this. Uh, (laughs) But you actually only get to stop about six more times before you get to the place, because you didn't want (laughs) to be too obvious, and they weren't too distracted. So Doris believes that you arrived. nine times before you get there
6: i think val is hiding smirking by grimacing around having a toothpick it's it just looks like animal (laughs) grin because it's i'm not gonna let them know this is entertaining me but
4: (laughs) evangeline are you entertained by this
2: uh there's
5: there's a, a sl- the slightest of smiles
6: crosses Evangeline's features. The Good. slightest. This Th- is Doris is getting her togetherness. See, we're doing it. We're a team.
4: So you finally pull up and stop at the location and turn the car off. Now we're here, Doris.
6: Don't believe you.
3: I'm <laughs> pop pop the trunk, Miller. <laughs>
6: Val hesitates a second, but then does. Mm-hmm. Oh, the we're here. And she just kind of <laughs> hops out. Val will go and help her out and then close the trunk after. You have Evangeline. enough guns.
5: <laughs> yep. Evangeline unbuckles Percy.
4: Yep, Everett's out too. And you are all out and have arrived at the scene. So the neighborhood is at the end at the edge of the main street. As we've mentioned, each quarter has a main street where there are a majority of businesses, a large number of kind of uh, an entertainment district, if you will, for each of the quarters. You are a few blocks away from that. Not so far that it is fully suburban housing, but enough that there is a mix of housing and some more business-like structures. Uh, Down the street, you can see a church. There's a glowing sign out front that just says, The Night Church. Then there are a string of kind of old fashioned red brick, the small bungalow houses that you see from a lot of kind of 1970s-ish construction. And then there is this, what looks like it probably was an old warehouse, a really small one uh, that was like maybe a shipping depot that's been converted into a house looking structure. It's a little more homey. And out front there's a sign that says the Virgin Wood Shop. Um, there's no sexual innuendo. This is clearly just talking about like virgin wood. It's not a it's not a sex cool. thing. Um, the front door is, is open. It has been taped off. You can see to the right side of the property, there is a cellar door leading directly into the basement. That's also been taped off. Out front, the street is shut down directly in front of the building. You can see four trailers that are all... They're, they're steaming out of the side because they've got those loud cooling units that are clearly where bodies for this are being kept. There's tarps over the exterior entrances and the pathways to keep that maintained. There are two daytime officers you can see standing at the edge. They're wearing silver chainmail. They have silver collars that cover the full length of their necks. uh, And they also have silver forearm guards. Clearly, if a vampire was going to go at these people, the daytime team is ready for at least a small number of combatants. You have options on where you can go. You could uh, canvas the neighborhoods. You can go down to the basement, check that scene out. You can go oh, look at yeah. bodies. It's really, how do you guys want to take in this scene? Costas is inside. You were told over the phone because he is uh, scared to leave his building.
2: I mean, I definitely want to go down in the basement and smell what I can see um, in terms of magic.
4: Yep.
3: Yeah, ever would want to investigate that scene as well.
2: Uh,
5: Evangeline just stares at it kind of glares at him and walks
6: in ahead of him.
4: So you're going down as well. Uh, Val, are you, are you following or are you going somewhere else?
6: Oh, she'll just follow. This is whatever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you all walk into functionally a uh, butcher shop. Uh, you go down... There are large pieces of lumber lining the walls. There are working tables that are large and broad. You can also see that there have been four steel chairs, very, very sturdily built, the kind that even a vampire couldn't break, that have all been bolted into the concrete floor, all facing the door and the entrance. The only part of this room that is not caked in blood and gore are small portions of the ceiling and the chairs where people were clearly sitting as things went down. Uh, You can see sprays of gore. There's also a massive burnished gold cauldron that has enough blood within it that has been baked black
6: uh,
4: within it. There's no source of fire visible. You can't tell what was actually burning underneath it, uh, but it still remains where it had been placed in front of those. That is what you walk into. What would you like to do? Everything here has been photographed, so you're free to walk this scene in a way that you wouldn't be if you'd just been the first ones on the scene. I will flag this everywhere, so if you want to pick things up, if you want to do any of that, it's all been marked, it's all been photographed, it's all been forensic teamed.
2: I want to sense the unseen with this cauldron, and I'll rouse check it to surge my roll.
4: Great. Yeah, yeah, let's do it up.
2: Uh, Nope, failed that rouse check, so I'm just rolling with Three.
4: Nope, you still get the bonus oh, die. So if you start with three, you'd get your fourth for the bonus and you'll get your your fearful blood. So will take you to five dice. Okay. But you won't get that plus one anymore and it'll add one hunger for you because you oh. burned your scary blood.
2: Okay, so now I'm at two hunger. Oh yes. All right, cool. Five dice is better.
4: But you will only <laughs> have one hunger die in this roll.
2: Yeah, got it. Ah, that's one success. And two one ones. One success. Oh no, two ones
4: one, So that's actually minus one success.
2: Ah, uh, so no successes.
4: Uh, you sense so much death has taken place in this room that it is overwhelming any of the subtler traces of magic. So many mortals died here.
2: Mm. Uh,
4: more than you've ever felt in a space. And because it is concrete and because the wood was relatively fresh and new, even the lumber has a sense of death about it. It itself is rotting and then caked in like... Plant life dies down here. Mortal life dies down here. And so much kindred blood was extinguished that you can actually feel the death, like almost the death of vampires. You can hear all of that. You can hear that screaming. You can't stay in this space. This space is too I was gonna
2: say, Doris is just going to leave the room, walk up the stairs and put herself back in the trunk.
4: (laughs) All right. Doris is back in the trunk. What does everybody else do?
5: Do do I recognize anything?
4: Yes. I, so do I, you would do recognize I remember? That of the four chairs that are in this room, the second from the left was the one that you were seated in. That I, is the one that you were attached to.
5: I, I kind of... Evangeline kind of steals herself and walks up to the chair and just kind of settles down into it.
3: Is that where, is that where you were that night?
5: Yes, obviously.
3: Do you remember who was sitting on either side of you?
5: There was, I think there was a guy beside me.
4: Uh, Let's roll for this one. Actually, this feels like you were, you were in a a series of frenzies and getting magically tortured. So it's definitely complicated. Um, Composure, if you're trying to keep it together. Resolve, if you're determined to remember. And then I would say awareness. It's really just the thing that you're gonna come back to on that is your ability to remember what you saw or heard.
5: Uh, It's gonna be composure.
4: Alrighty, composure and awareness.
5: That is four failures, my friend.
4: You are determined that you can muscle through this and show Everett that you can stand up to this memory and that you can face this trauma head on. But rather than being able to remember the people around you or the other pertinent information, all you can remember is the old, the old mortal man the old member of the new haven community or it might have been a woman i can't remember the old but the old mortal Mm -hmm. just being bled into the cauldron and those the beads covering that evil face and the high-pitched voice as they just kept killing the blood inside you over and over again you also cannot stay in this room what do you do
5: uh yeah i'm not gonna remember anything here uh And Evangeline's like leg is kind of shaking, doing that nervous up and down, and and she yeah she just fast walks out of there.
3: Well, hold on, we only
4: just got here, you know. Yeah, and there's nothing.
5: There's nothing. Nothing's gonna come to me. And she continues on out.
4: Do you go outside or do you go up to the main floor? Uh, Up
5: to the uh, up to the main floor first. (sighs) <sighs> Would she go out? Um, no, I think just out of the room. As soon as she's out of the room, then it's just like she takes a moment to kind of try to compose herself again.
4: Yeah, for the first time, you can actually walk out the door that you saw the villains coming through and confirm for yourself that you're just in a regular lumber shop. There, there's no, There's no gore. There's no blood. It smells like fresh wood. You can see a display of different, uh, freshly treated, very beautifully handcrafted tables and tables, other pieces. There is one light on in the corner, uh, just one lamp, a table lamp sitting. And there's a voice from next to it that just says, yes, I know what that is like, too. I I can't go down there. Are
1: you the cat lady?
5: Did, yeah, we we talked.
1: Yes, I am, I am Costas. It's, I, I'm sorry I could not save you. I tried so hard to save you. I'm sorry I couldn't do it. I tried to do a good job, and I couldn't do it.
5: Uh, and Evangeline walks walks over to him. Is there a chair or anything that she can sit down on?
4: This is the space to find chairs. There are so <laughs> many chairs. It's, um, what of style of chair would you want to take down? It ranges from stools to like fancy high-backed chairs. Uh, Oh, like just a
5: light a light practical one, but one that has a back. Hmm.
4: Yeah, so you can sit down, sit yeah. down next to him. in just uh, the warm rose-colored light of a lamp from the nineteen fifties with the stained glass style cover over it.
2: Yeah.
5: Evangeline says, "Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm sorry too. I and I couldn't do anything.
1: Yeah, I right? can't." I can't do fluorescent lights. All I see is the school. I try to eat 1010. I try to eat 1010. I love 1010. She doesn't call anymore.
5: Yeah. I heard, I heard someone too.
1: How do you keep going? You seem to be at work. I am in dark room.
5: And Evangeline is like, she's like barely holding it together. Like it is just seeing this per like just an actual person, uh, who knows what it was like she can't doesn't really feel like she can pretend around Yeah this and Costas, person. to like, to
4: paint the picture really cleanly is in like a big black furry bathrobe yeah. and just he's he's like bat like nosferatu face is just heartbroken as he's sitting yeah. in a a rocking chair that he has jammed things under so it doesn't rock
5: Yeah I uh yeah, I hurt. I hurt someone. And they're not going to be calling anyone. <laughs> uh.
1: But how 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 did you leave your room? How do I leave my room? Um, no one else survived. They killed the other the other two.
5: Yeah. I mean, we killed them.
1: But what if I, I saw the press conference and you said you'd be be ready, but I think, I think that was a very good lie having done what we've done. I think you tell lie to make other people feel better, but when you know the truth, how do you feel better ever again?
5: Angeline just kind of nods kind of knowingly, uh, and, uh, Said, says, <laughs> I have no idea what I am doing. I have, I have my job, so I just kind of, just kind of do it, you know. There's, I know what so you to don't, do. There, you
1: don't have answers either. You just do. I just don't do. Both answers seem wrong. I I found out there's this this therapist at this office in the Malkavian quarter called called B Positive Therapy for the Supernatural Beings. I feel like that might might be good, but it's so far away. And then down the street there is the night church where they try to to welcome all, but I I am scared to walk. Also, I've not had good experience with church. Am I right? <laughs>
5: Yeah. I mean
1: Maybe maybe would, if you would go, you, you, you go with place. me? Yes, yes, we could go together. That would be very nice. Yes please. Maybe we bring your friends with guns. I everyone go. This is very nice. Um, a whole congregation. Uh, do you know
5: what? I've I've got a gun. Why don't why don't we just go?
4: Okay, yes, yes. I guess. I, I will put shoes on, otherwise too weird. Which is very funny to hear from a Nosferatu who looks like a bat person inside a giant bathroom. His problem is no shoes. (laughs) Uh, And he pulls on some converse. Uh, Do you want to go now? Do you want to?
5: Yeah. Evangeline's kind of like she's feeling, I don't know, something's happening. So she's just going to go with it. She can't do anything here.
4: All right, so you two start walking down the street. I'm imagining you want to go to the night church that's closer, or do you want to go to be positive therapy that's No further
5: away? night church. Um, I think Evangeline's ready for be anything called be positive, like
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. I didn't see you there. It's me, Tyler Hewitt. I normally play Everett Fry, but today I'm playing the role of guy who will talk to you about Patreon. That's right, Dum Dums and Dice has a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support us at a number of different levels. For example, for $25 a month, you get your name added in the special thank yous at the end of every episode. And you get to create an NPC of your own that will join the cast of Dum Dums and Dragons or Blood and Syrup or the Valentine Heresy in their adventures. You don't have to be bitten by a vampire to be immortalized, okay? It, it's, it can be so much simpler patreon.com slash dumdumdice D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E Okay? Memorize it Type it Click it. The clicking part is, is subscribing. Alright You got this
4: All right, so you two start walking towards uh, the night church down the street. Meanwhile, in the basement, Val and Everett, you are left alone as the two professionals of the organization, Uh, one in a more bounty hunting sense, one in a more police investigation. Listen, Doris is the master of all things magical, but is not, I would say, has been a police officer for the eight weeks this place has been active. Um, What are you guys looking for down here? Uh, And what is it like to have to work a case together? Val, he looks just like your dad. Your dad's been gone for less than two weeks. Yep. Now you're working a case with him and there's no buffer.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's harder to tell sometimes but she does have trouble just looking at him even and still doesn't like when he talks to her. And so she's trying to investigate stuff. She's just thinking okay if the daytime staff already looked over this place what is something that maybe I could see or even rip apart down here that might be hidden somewhere under something but she's she's if he gives her orders she'll do that but she's kind of just ignoring him
4: great um everett everett would be looking
3: for... for what's not obviously apparent. He would be looking for what things that may have been intentionally hidden or attempted to be destroyed in this room. Evidence that someone has tried to get rid of. Any trace amounts of that he would be looking for.
4: All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's roll for these then. So you're both really focused on the investigation, which is excellent. Everett, uh, would it be intelligence or what? So you're trusting your gut or are you going to try to math this out? Uh... Wits, I think only because I, the way I believe he's coming
3: at it from is like, I'm committing unspeakable acts in this room. If, if I need to keep doing this, if I, if I, if tonight is not my last night after like after a great success, what do I need to hide? Where do I hide it? So I think, because he's trying to put himself into the shoes of these other people, it's wits.
4: Yep. All right, wits, and then it will be investigation. We're going to play okay. right to your, to your strengths, but it's what you're doing here. This is whatever it does, is look at murder yeah. scenes and find answers. Yeah. Val, you are also looking for things. Uh, it sounds like you're looking for stuff that's hidden, which might be intelligence, if you're looking for stuff that might be missed, or I'm interested in what other attribute you think it might be.
6: true man. Um... I think she does not use intelligence to map things out. It's more of a gut, a gut okay, feeling, and going for things. wits
4: Then, yeah, I okay. think wits makes sense. Uh, it could be investigation if you're looking at things in that kind of traditional sense. Or I would also accept a streetwise if you're just looking for like what stands out to you here.
6: Yeah. Okay. Let's do wits streetwise then. It's just kind of what where are the vibes off? Where you find <laughs> it?
4: Yeah, yeah. So let's see, uh, well, you've got both of your die pools. I think you're both only, you've only got one hunger, so make sure to include one yep. hunger die. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right.
6: Two successes for me.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. Well, I've got two ones, and one of them is on a hunger die. Um, okay. Other than that, I don't know if it matters or if the role has already been decided, but uh, I've got three successes
4: outside of those results yes that ends up being one success but also a bestial failure all yeah. right
3: one fucking hunger die god it's all it damn it.
6: it's all it took
3: just a right. little rumbly tummy <laughs>
6: <laughs> well you're in the room of blood death so maybe you know yeah
3: it's just
6: kind of vibing that way yeah and kindred <laughs> blood right <Just> like <laughs> mm-hmm. that- yeah
3: yeah fair enough
4: Smells good in here. (laughs) (laughs) So, Everett, you are in a dark circumstance. You were ready to do your investigation. You were sinking in, focusing on the clues. Uh, But the same scent that was permeating Doris too intensely was the scent of blood. And it's a smell that only you can truly recognize, which is the tang of dying kindred blood in the air that had to happen inside these bodies. So it's way subtler than you expected. And as you were searching the room and using your new vampiric senses, vampiric senses to search, scent is a really big part of that. And I don't think you'd realized consciously how much that could be involved, but how much that can also overload you in ways you weren't expecting. This entire room smells like fear and dead vampires. And for your beast, that is a huge trigger. Can you roll a D10 for me? Um, because you actually are so distracted for the investigation that you functionally learn nothing. But there are a number of ways your beast can react, and I'm interested to know what that'll be. I rolled a four. A four. You poor, poor man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you are alone uh, with Val, someone who is clearly very strong. Someone who is much more in control than Ridley, and someone who has been very reticent to allow anyone to take charge. And this room smells like death. And that can either mean to your beast that you are predator or you are prey. You have triggered a dominance test.
2: Oh, no. Which
4: means you will, you have to compete, you have to prove your strength. Everything around you becomes a competition. You cannot use teamwork or perform any action that avoids establishing dominance or challenging authority at a two dice penalty. It ends when you have won and gloated over it. All right. Isn't this
6: the same position we were in last time?
4: It sounds very similar. Oh, it's similar. It's slightly different because the last one was the clan compulsion, which was getting you to submit, and now he has to win. He can't. You just can't. You he he. You can't just lose or give up. He has to clearly mm, win and then mm-hmm. gloat about it for it to go away. Uh, I think fueled by panic. The idea is like this is so dangerous that you think you're a killer be killed, and you have enough control to not make it that, but you need to prove you're better, stronger, faster, etc.
5: Is this a specific clan thing, or is this just...
4: This is a general one. So there, one. Okay. for people who want to deep dive on lore, there are four different kinds of random compulsions. Hunger, dominance, harm, paranoia, or your clan compulsion. He rolled, and we got dominance. Cool. 20% chance.
3: Officer Miller, would you stop shuffling around back there? I'm trying to concentrate.
6: I'll turn and look at him.
3: You know what? Just go upstairs with everyone else. I will investigate here myself.
6: The fuck is your problem?
3: Are you already hearing or something? The sheriff has given you an order and I'm sick of being ignored.
6: Yeah. Yeah, the fucking sheriff's given me an order, huh? (laughs) She crosses her arms and she stands in the middle of the room.
3: Uh Everett walks right up to her. We are he is in Val's face. Okay. And says, You wanna remind me what the six laws of the Camarilla are?
6: Well, why don't you tell me you just fucking learned them? <laughs>
4: All right, we're battling intimidation here. This is this is what's got to happen. So, Everett. God damn. You have uh, what what do you think you're 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 battling with here? Cuz there are a lot of ways you can try to impress and you're vampire, so you're both hypersensitive enough to notice stuff that mortals wouldn't. So, I would allow you to use dexterity if you were looking to try to show how agile you can be just in the subtle ways that you move, like you're both people who fucked around before. This is not not with each other, like you've fought each other, but you've fought a lot of people. Uh You could also be composure, trying to hold yourself back, uh, or could be intelligence or wits, where you're just going to try to battle this one through to intimidate by knowing the laws better. I mean, if we're
3: leveraging his strengths, it would be one thing, but I mean, I don't know how clear-headed he is right now. I think, I think it's probably charisma, but not used to uh appear
4: likable it's charisma to appear dangerous it's the strength of personality yeah, yeah. so charisma and intimidation it's not even a good stat but like that's just the head space he's in <laughs> so val are you trying to intimidate him back or are you just trying to prove that you're like an immovable object like he can't fuck with you
6: yeah i think it's more just just like what she's not going to bend to being disrespected is what it is it's not like trying to push back really it's just trying to don't don't talk to me like this.
4: So resolve and streetwise, does that feel right? Sure. And being cause it's like being able to read the situation or um yeah. or resolve and etiquette. Just refusing to like break so you're breaking social norms. Etiquette feels weird. Yeah, I think I think resolve and streetwise feels right to me. Or resolve and yeah. performance if you're trying to like stand up to them, but you think you might be uh, in the wrong.
6: I think resolve and streetwise.
4: Love it. Okay. All right, again, okay. Let's find out what these pools are. Remember to keep your one hunger die in there yep yeah.
3: I'm gonna do charisma and intimidation. Um, yeah just because that's the general tactic that I obviously took talking that way. Um, so I'm gonna use my presence uh, daunt trait to add my presence rating to an intimidation role. great. And I think because the beast is kind of driving the Everett car right now, um I'm going to try and surge that if i'm
4: yep absolutely I'm remembering so correctly. you so roll for
3: rousing the blood
4: yep okay that's a fail so i get hungrier mm-hmm. but you do get the additional die okay
6: i think to make it extra spicy i'm gonna surge too because this is like <laughs> what, what the fuck is happening more than anything nice. i passed mine
4: okay so you stay the same amount of hungry yep. uh everett this additional hunger will not affect this role but it will affect future roles
3: okay sorry so i'm just building my pool here mm-hmm. okay and one hunger die for this role and then two going forward okay
4: i have four successes
6: be me okay. i have two
4: now he's not going to stop. This is weird. It's bad. He's not fucking around.
6: Yeah. She takes a step back, It shuffles her feet, and then turns around. Fucking fine sheriff stomps up the
3: stairs. That's right. I am the sheriff.
6: Bell walk out onto the second floor pick a chair off the wall and smash it onto the ground
4: <laughs> um costas isn't here to notice so that's that's all right uh you get to have your your moment of anger up there everett downstairs you have had your moment of gloating the beast recedes and you experience the the feelings and the un- have an understanding of what you just did I do realize what I've just done then yes okay
3: uh, just because I think it would be a great little uh, juxtaposition. Um, Everett goes to throw one of the chairs that are bolted to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to how Val dealt with her frustration upstairs. Everett goes and just just <laughs> immediately tries to jerk his arm and it just does not come. <laughs> uh, and that kind of snaps him out of just, what, what the fuck am I doing? Can I... Attempt to investigate again, or yes, am I... Okay. Yes, you can. Um, dice this time, though. Yep. Do that Because I, I feel time. like it's it, I've got to come away with something. If I come up there empty-handed after talking like that, I'm going to lose what little, if any, respect I, I have. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't think Everett wants to think... Right now wants to think about what he just did.
4: Yep, let's uh let's uh, sink into the work. Okay.
3: <sighs> so we have another bestial failure. <laughs> yeah. Everett, what are you doing? No. What are you just doing down stop. there, Everett?
0: Just stop right, trying to why? do anything. Just give it this up. This should be
3: his
4: best dice pool in the game twice is. in a row.
3: It is. Yeah, does
0: this all the
3: time? Four successes <sighs> with two ones. One of them on a hunger die, uh, so a net of two successes, I suppose, plus yep. a bestial failure.
4: Yes, yes, that oh is correct. Buddy, Funk me in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you roll a D10 for me? Yep. <laughs> A seven. Okay.
6: At least it's not another four.
4: To <laughs> who? <laughs> My own shadow down in the basement.
3: That Get chair.
6: That chair
2: that wouldn't move. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. out, out.
3: <laughs>
4: oh man. I mean, are any of them good? Like, are any of them positive? No, no, no. This is where sometimes the die even takes the story away from me, and I just have to let things happen. (laughs) So you suffer a compulsion again. This time it is a harm compulsion. So things turn ugly. uh, Your beast compels you to hurt and destroy uh, for the sake of causing harm. So it uh, often but not always means physical harm. It can also involve subtler types of damage, such as social or emotional (sighs) Uh, All actions not immediately resulting in someone or something getting harmed uh, happen at a two-dice penalty. The compulsion ends when the vampire incapacitates, destroys, or drives away a target. Uh, You can only turn on an object if it has serious value to someone that you value or yourself. Okay. So you have to seriously hurt someone or something, but that thing has to matter to you or someone you know. That's yeah. the only Never way that this ends. So I'm going to have to hold on to that and really kind of seethe over it. I'm going to be at a negative to my dice pool just yet yeah, for the, for the time being. Um So God. that's that's How the compulsion that, that will come like, out of this. So yeah. you you'll be functioning in seething rage yeah. until you you damage something. I think from the pushback Yeah, It was like you tried to dominate, you got the pushback, you're here to investigate, but the whole thing is riding on your ability to like maintain the job, and it's the first time you've tried to maintain the job through threats.
3: Yeah. The only kind of violence that Everett has ever been remotely good at is firearms. He draws his revolver. There's no one else down here. He just has the gun in his hand, and he feels like a big fucking man with his gun in his hand. Uh holsters it, and marches up up the
4: stairs. Okay, so you're heading into the center of the building or you're heading out into the yard? Out into the yard to look at the bodies. Great. So you storm out into the yard. What you can see when you get outside, there's Cherry. You heard the trunk close. You know Doris is in the trunk. There are the two mortal daytime officers in their silver armor, and then there are the four freezer trucks with bodies in them. Where do you go? I go to the trucks. I want to look at the bodies. Okay.
3: <sighs> <laughs>
4: yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, so you, you go in there. Val, you were inside the store. You've heard Everett storm out of the basement, and he's gone to the freezer trucks. What are you doing?
6: Now, now that she has worked down a little bit, she doesn't want to be anywhere near Everett. But now she turns a couple circles, looks around. Now it's, where is Evangeline and where is Doris? And she's going to look for them. And I guess it's like a a circular search of further out.
4: Can you roll me a wits and awareness?
6: Sure. Wits and
4: awareness. Or I would do wits and investigation, or intelligence and investigation, because you did mention a circular pattern, which suggests forethought. So up to you.
6: Uh... What was the first one? Sorry.
4: <laughs> uh, wits and awareness or intelligence and investigation?
6: Wits and awareness. It's, again, I think it's, I describe it as being logical, but I think for her, it's just a it's like an animal, animalistic stalking, yeah. just that kind of thing. Okay, two successes.
4: Two successes. Uh, you can figure out Doris is in the trunk of Cherry. You're not sure where Evangeline went.
6: Okay. She's going to knock gently on the top of the truck. Doris, you okay in there? There's no blood in here. Yeah, is that is that basement, like, super fucked up? The sheriff is pissed as shit. It's, uh... There's so
2: much blood. Everywhere.
6: My magic couldn't breathe. Yeah, okay. Clark's not in there with you, is she? As far as I know. All right. So she's going to take out her cell phone and call Evangeline like they just got a cell phone. So fuck it.
4: Nice. <laughs> Evangeline, you are just walking up to the front of the night church and your phone rings. So to be clear... Uh, The night church is, picture one of the smaller, small-town cathedrals, but it is stone rot. It's not one of the ones Mm -hmm. that was built recently. It's an older building. It's got a clearly Catholic vibe. Only all of the stained glass mirrors, they're not the positions of the cross or anything like that. It's all welcoming. There's actually not that much Jesus you're seeing. When you look at the night match sign, you can actually see that there was like Our Lady of the Faith Catholic Church, and that's been prized off. Mm-hmm. And a different, the night church has been stamped up. There's something different about this place. But you are walking up those side-lit stone steps to, like, the yeah. front-lit front of the building. It says, all welcome, all hours on the sign. Costas is beside you. Costas is still super scared of everything around you. Are you walking with an arm around him? How are you comforting him during this walk? Or are you just walking beside him and you're both being brave yourselves? Uh,
5: I- I'm just walking beside him. Um... Uh yeah, Evangeline wouldn't kind of cross a physical barrier even in comfort to someone she didn't know that well, mm-hmm. unless they asked for it. So
4: oh, he would have, He would have asked. Costas is very scared, asked. and and he he he's showing a shocking amount of trust for you. Yeah, which I don't think you, you've dealt with a lot of people who've dealt with you like a celebrity. He de- he yeah. deals with you like somebody else who's gone through a trauma that he can't discuss with the rest yeah. of the world.
5: Which I think. Yeah, just seeing his like vulnerability really really gets to Evangeline because that's just like she's obviously felt incredibly scared and vulnerable and has just tried to like could totally ignore it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this is just like she oh she feels for him hard, right?
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so
5: yeah, she'll she'll put her arm around him or her arm in his arm, whatever he asks.
4: Great. So I think, yeah, the the arm and arm feels right. He's got a little bit of the shaky old man vibe about him, but you can tell it's not due to strength. He is, uh, Nosferatu, he is pretty strong, but it's just his confidence is so lacking that your touch is really helping. Mm -hmm. Your cell phone rings. Knowing that you've already been in your phone and used it, I feel like you're the kind of person who would have changed your ringtone from the default. What is Evangeline's ringtone?
5: um, (laughs) Oh man, it's boring. It's just the classic old school ring.
4: Beautiful. Let's not knock the classics. We all dig that. So it starts <laughs> ringing in your pocket. Costas yeah. is like, oh no, there's a pro. Oh, is, it, is it just
1: your, your phone? It's,
5: it's okay. It's okay. It's just it's just my phone.
1: Well, you, um, sh- you should answer it. It could be important. You're you're an important person to this community.
5: Okay. Okay. Just uh, I'll like just a second. Like I, w- I won't be long. Um, and Evangeline, you know, takes the phone out of her pocket, just, <laughs> uh, hits, and, you know, accept call or whatever. I don't know what yeah, type it, of phone Yeah, it'll is. say
4: Val's, it'll say Val's name on it. Barty is aware that none of you are going to put the time into this, so everybody has everybody nice. else on speed okay. dial in each other's names.
5: Yeah, so she answers, um, and says... Yeah, I know. I know we we're doing stuff. Uh, look, I'm at the I'm at the church with
6: Costas. It just I, look, I just need to do this, okay? But oh, fucking fucking fine. Just if you move and go anywhere else, fucking tell us, okay? Yeah, f- yeah. All right, and she just hangs up. <laughs>
4: So Evangeline, you and Costas uh, walk up to the door and finally get to enter uh, the night church. Val and Doris, you're just hanging out by a trunk. Val, do you want to go in and follow Everett into the freezer trailers, or are you good where you are? You'll just let him cool off.
6: Uh-huh. Yeah, not. Uh, he already told uh, no. her to fuck off, so I think she's just gonna stay there with Doris. You like? You can you can come out of the trunk if you want. I'm here.
2: Right. I just needed a moment to collect myself and to
6: breathe. Do you, do you need a hug?
2: And her face is like, like the, the trunk kind of clicks open. Uh, and she just kind of sticks her head out. Um, and just says, uh, I'm very pleased with where this relationship is going. And just kind of like.
6: Holds out her arms. Bell, lean over and give her the one arm bro hug. Just
2: <laughs> she's like but her arms are still like out yep. around you. It's fine. Like um outstretched. Um, love that. Uh, and she'll climb out of the trunk and kind of sit on it. Um, um and just say, uh, um, it's strange. I can handle her. My arm being ripped off, that's fine. It's not like it hasn't happened before, but, uh, what happened down there? I haven't smelled that in centuries.
6: Damn, everyone's got different shit that eats at them. I'd just like to know what this shit is. Wouldn't we all?
4: So you two are left out there hoping to find an answer to what this shit is. <laughs> uh, the, but the, the, the most pleasant and modern way to describe the eldritch horror that awaits in the basement. <laughs> Meanwhile, Everett, you enter into the freezer trailers. You can see, hung up next to the door, you're furious, but you can see there are a list of all the bodies that are supposed to be present. You can walk through them, look at any of the victims you want, but first you just want to get a sense of the space. Can you roll me... And intelligence and either awareness or investigation. Because I'm imagining you're gonna look at this space the same way you would anywhere else. It isn't a minus two dice penalty because you are not doing any damage to anyone right. while you're doing this. You still real angry.
3: Okay, I have that modified dice pool. Okay. Took me a second to math that out, but yes, I've got it. Okay. Uh Only one won this time.
4: Uh, Two successes. Two successes. Yeah. You wander through, comparing the notes and looking at the bodies, just trying to get an overall sense of the scene. You'll eventually know you want to do the paperwork, but you're too mad to math out like who was where or what are the causes of death or any of this. You're just wandering through the scene, and you cross through each of the trailers. They're attached internally, so they have one big eco environment, first trailer, second trailer, third trailer, you get to the last one and you take a moment and you look down at your sheet and you double check that things are there because you're aware that you're not paying very good attention and you've only been doing a mediocre job of tracking this scene. But according to your sheet, there are 22 bodies meant to be in these trailers. And from your count, there are 27. I draw my gun.
0: This episode of Blood & Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter Del Borvik at DelTastic on Twitter Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter and storyteller Ryan LaPlante at TheRyanLaPlante on Twitter This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra and Blood and & Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at DelBorvik.com That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C Our theme songs are what's really going on right now by Chase Allen Willis, and Traffic by Kai Engel, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazz Art, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dubs and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness.
4: Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn One One Three Eight, Allerain Okapi, Omg, it's Big Nick and Jill and Nola If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreoncom slash dice. Thanks to them and a little bit of thanks to you.